Hi guys, and welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud with Tashana. This podcast is all about spiritual growth as well as personal growth. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Just Thinking Out Loud. I'm your host, Tashana. So, guys, Christmas is gone. I hope you guys had a great holiday. Um, It really came by really fast. And so the new year is almost here. Um, I'm sorry, guys, I'm a bit stuffy. Yeah, the little one is passing on these little kitty germs. And it's a bit much. Um, But I'm still going try to power through this and give y'all this last episode because well the last episode for this year because not only is it the last episode of this year but we're also closing out the decade so um I definitely wanted to do a episode cementing that so or capturing that so this episode um it's been a lot of things lately lately again as always I've been reassessing and assessing as I talked about if you haven't heard or listened to the previous episode I released um a bonus episode bonus episode 10 guys um go check it out go check it out I think it's very powerful and impactful um actually I I think all the episodes are powerful and impactful but um go check it out go check it out let me know what you think leave me a message so Man, 2019 is almost over. 2020 is on the horizon. And this decade for me has literally um, consisted of just what has felt like nonstop deep personal growth. So I don't know if that has, if you've had that same experience, but I have definitely had that same experience. Um, or had that experience. So as many of you know, 2009, my youngest was born in 2009. Um, I remember New Year's Eve of 2009. I mean, 2008. I was just so excited because I was like, ooh, 2009 is about to be an amazing year. Like, it's just going to be amazing. And I just could not wait. Something in my spirit was just like, it's just going to be awesome. And 2009 brought with it a lot of growing, a lot of stretching, some disappointment, but I really learned um, who I was and how much of a fighter that I really, really was because not only was my health compromised, um, but later once my daughter was, um, I think she's about two months old, she ended up in the hospital for 14 days as well with a bacterial infection. So not only did we both get an extended stay during her birth or after her birth, um, she also was hospitalized again. So our health was definitely attacked in 2009. And I mean, in a major way, I don't know if I've told the story of um, what happened, but I'll compress it because it is kind of long. Um, I was pregnant and I was, I remember just going to, coming from work, and I was going to, or maybe, no, I wasn't coming from work, y'all. I had a half day by then, and I went, and I got my hair done, 
And um, God, I wasn't even really going to tell this story, but I went and got my hair done. And uh, then I went to go pick up my son because he wanted to go by Walmart to get these action figures. So I figured, okay, let's dip by the house real quick. So, you know, we I get gather myself, get myself together, and then we'll go to the store. So after I picked him up, we went back by our house. I left him in the car. Our car is running. He's sitting in the garage. And I go in the house real quick to gather myself, get myself together. I'm in the guest bathroom, and I realize that um, we're not going anywhere, right? We're not, we're not going anywhere. But I'm thinking it's going to, you know, I started hemorrhaging. And I was like, okay, it'll stop, you know not a big thing. Um, I had never experienced this before, but I was just like trying not to panic. Like, okay, it's cool. Um, but then once it didn't stop, <clears throat> I was like, okay, well, you know, let me go ahead and get this child out the car and I need to get my cell phone. So I went and I got my, myself together, got my son, um, out of the car. I told him, come out of the car, you know, come watch TV, sit on the couch. Um, I think mommy, the baby is coming. Mommy thinks that your sister is coming. So, um, don't be afraid. Um, so, you know, I went back in the guest bathroom or the half bath and <laughs> I was going down the line calling everyone, but 911, because at the time I, even though I was nine months pregnant, I didn't have health insurance. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not going to call them because I don't have health insurance. Right. And I don't want to get, I don't want this bill not thinking, Hey chick, um, your health could be in danger and also your baby, right? That wasn't, I was just thinking everything was fine. You know, like it was minor. I mean, it was serious. Obviously I was kind of bleeding out on the floor, but in my brain, for whatever reason, I was like, ah, uh, you know, I'll call my friends. They'll come get me. But everybody was busy. I called one friend. She was in class. Um, one friend was unavailable. And then I called, um, one friend and she said, Hey, I'm on my way. We're coming. Um, I called my best friend at the time and she was, um, in another state and she convinced me to call 911. Right. Um, she actually threatened to call my, call my mother and tell my mother on me that I was being unreasonable. Um, she was like, you know, the baby could be, the baby could be in distress. And at that moment I was like, Oh, okay. Um, let me call. So I went ahead and called 911, which was great because at that time, I believe um, I'm really now I'm really running out of time because I'm dizzy. I'm weak. I had been hemorrhaging for some time um, and I'm in this small enclosed space in this little behind bathroom. Still not freaking out, but I'm just like, you know, I'm good. Like, it's it's OK. I'm just calm. Um, again, I tell my son, it's going to be a lot of noise. Firemen are coming. The baby's coming. Um, just, you know, sissy's coming to get you just relax. And so, but I need you to open the door when they come. So my son opens the door. Um, and then I kind of, I think I passed out briefly for like a second. I just remember getting really, really feeling really, really weak because the lady told me to move from where I was sitting on the, um, toilet to on the floor so when I did that I got extremely lightheaded and I just remember laying against the floor laying against the wall um and I guess the way I was positioned when a fireman came he kept telling me I was like half coherent he kept telling me I need you to move I need you to shift so that I can get to you so that I can pull you um but I need you to shift right I need you to move um and with just like with God gives us free will. So God is 
this year, God told me really the word that was given to me was I need you to move. I need you to shift so that I can pull you into what I have for you. Right. I can pull you into what I have for you. Um, and so that literally y'all just dropped in my spirit just now, but that literally, I mean that wording, but that was a word for, um, that was given to me a while ago, but in that, I mean, in that moment, it wasn't given to me. I mean, obviously it was given to me this year, but that, um, what you call it, um, revelation. Right. And so once they pulled me out of the bathroom, what happened? Long story short, I ended up going to the hospital. Longer story short, I ended up getting 12, over 12 blood transfusions with plasma. They had to fly in plasma from another hospital after I delivered my daughter. Um, because prior to delivering her, um, I, the hemorrhaging slowed down. But once I delivered her, all hell broke loose. Um, and so they had... Um, in the delivery room, they had like a lot of people, like they had, they called the code on me and all kind of stuff. Like it was crazy. My mom flew in, my friends were there. Um, my friend ate all my checks mix. I was very upset about that. Um, but I just remember saying, I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm really, really cold. Um, can somebody get me a cheeseburger or a burger? Cause I'm cold. Not knowing that I guess my iron was super low, obviously because of, I had lost so much blood, but, um, so after having my daughter, delivering her, um, and having, I'm going to spare you all the details, hemorrhaging, um, they immediately called a code on me and immediately um, wheeled me into the emergency room, the operating room. And I remember seeing an Asian guy, he's an Asian anesthesiologist, a young guy with glasses, and I just remember him telling me, count back from 10. And then, um, and I kept telling them, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm so cold. And they were like piling all these blankets on me, trying to uh, warm me up. But nothing literally could warm me up. I was so cold, y'all. And never in my mind did it dawn on me that, sis, you could be dying. Like never in my mind did it, did I think that, you know, this could be it. Um, that was never a thought when I was actually being wheeled out of the delivery room, my friend yelled, um, let her see her baby. She didn't get to hold her baby yet. Cause I, I didn't even at that time get to see my daughter and they had taken my glasses off and I couldn't really see her, but I saw like a blur of her as they quickly wheeled me out. Um, so I never got to hold her. Um, we never got to connect in that moment. But again, even in the emergency, I mean, in the operating room, it never dawned on me like. I never thought, okay, this could be it. Like, I'm dying. That never crossed my mind. Um, throughout this whole ordeal, it never, that never, I never thought that I'm dying. Like, this is a, I knew that it was a situation, but I never realized how big the situation was, how dire the situation was, or that it, it was about to take a, a major turn. But, um, so I ended up having over 12 um, blood transfusions, they flew in plasma from a neighboring hospital because I depleted the hospital's blood supply. Um, it was a whole situation, y'all. I ended up in ICU, had to have emergency surgery. Ended up in ICU for a couple of days. Um, I was on a ventilator, and I remember waking up, and it was just dark. And I was just like, something is in my throat. 
and this and I remember this guy like a, a hazy view of this guy and he was like no 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 don't pull don't touch it because I was like pulling at my throat trying to get the vent tube out um and they he must have amped up the medicine and knocked my tail out but then my family came and I woke up and a few days later from that, I was able to see my daughter. Some nurses snuck me down to the nursery so that I could see my daughter and hold her for the first time. Um, but the whole major takeaway from that is after I came to, after I woke up, my family told me that um, the story of what happened, how my church members came in, how they prayed for me, how while they were praying over me and calling out to God, um, and crying out on my behalf, I was nodding in agreement and um, agreeing with them, even though I was in a coma. Um, my skin had turned ashen white because I had lost so much blood. And I was literally up out of here, y'all. Um, so that's why they were saying, the doctors were saying I was getting worse. I actually wasn't getting better. So they called in, um, they called in, well, my friend, I think at once I told her, what was going on? I think she was at a singles ministry meeting or something. And she must have told one of the ministers and then they told the pastor of the church. And he was out of town, but his his um ministerial staff came in and again they covered me in prayer with my family and and I'm here. I'm here, y'all. What I think was most miraculous though out of that was not only was my daughter fine, and obviously I made it, um, with some scars, some bruises. And I had to work through some things because I was upset with God for a little bit, well, a while after that, because I felt like um, I was doing everything you wanted me to do. I was doing everything you asked me to do. And this thing happened. Like, how could you literally almost take me out of here? And I didn't understand the lesson in it. Um, I'm always talking about life lessons and gleaning from things that we go through. But I chose to not right after that but um a little bit after that I chose to hold on to some things not the positive perspective of it I chose to hold on to the opposite end of it and so that slowed me down that caused obstacles in my life because it's all about perspective it's all about how you perceive things he wasn't trying to take me out he was making me stronger he um was building me up so that I could be a testament to other people so I can witness to other people and let them know that you can overcome challenges you can overcome obstacles you can do these things because prior to having my daughter one of the main things that I was praying about was Lord God how I'm gonna raise these kids um it's just me like and I was so nervous about being a mother of two kids being a mother of one child I was okay it was fine but being a parent of two kids I was I was shook and one of the mothers came and she prayed with me I don't know how she well I do know how I know how um minister Yvonne she just turned around one day and said you are enough you have what you need to be a parent to this child. So don't stress about it. Don't worry about it. She literally, y'all, during, I believe it was um, Pastor Cheryl Brady was there during a women's conference. And, you know, I was in there going ham. Um, and mother was sitting in, Mother Yvonne was sitting in front of me. And so during prayer time, you know, of course I was praying. And then she, again, she turned around and she, um, prayed with me and that's what she said during the prayer and I was just like whoa okay um because God definitely sends people to us to minister to us 
during our time of need. They may send a word of encouragement. They may say something um, that we need to hear. Or some things we need to hear at that moment, we may not be real receptive to it, but we need to hear it in that moment. And that really stood out and that really resonated in my spirit because it was what I needed. Because I definitely felt, and I have definitely, and I still, you know, I go through moments where I feel lacking because it's just me. But um, all is well. It's, It's me and God. So we got this. But the word that God gave me during... Um, the other morning he woke me up at about, uh, it was like two o'clock in the morning and it was raining outside and I was sitting on my stairs. Um, and I just was up and I just was journaling and I hadn't journaled in a long time. And so, um, I just was going, I just replayed over in my mind, all of the things that, and my memory is bad, y'all, all of the God just brought back to my mind all of the things in the past 10 years that I had overcome right all of the things I had overcome not the things that happened to me but the things that I overcame because I'm an overcomer I'm not a victim so we number one we have to drop that victim mindset if you're still holding on to it you need to you need to drop that mindset because you are overcomer you're not a victim right you are a victor so um I just was replaying during this time, you know, that I was stretched, I was pressed. You know, I birthed a new life during this decade. I almost lost mine during this decade. I had, I lost a lot of material things during this decade and I gained some too. Um, And I lost sight of things, lost sight of God during this decade, but I also got my vision back. Um, And now I see through the vision that he has given me. Um, no more rose colored glasses. So this decade has brought about for me a lot of change. Change is something that I had to get used to. Change is something that me personally, um, I don't think I, I quick changes. I didn't deal with, I, I couldn't handle real good, but over time I'm learning. Um, and that's something I have to work on change. Change is good. Um, change is not bad. There are some things in our life that need to change. There are some things in our life that we need to let go of. And I think one of the most profound lessons that I've learned over this decade is uh, with all those life lessons that I've learned, I've realized that not only is life fragile, but we're not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be lived without, um, it's, excuse me, it's supposed to be lived without overwhelming worry, fear, doubt, and stress. We're not supposed to be stressed out. We're not supposed to be anxious. We're not supposed to be fearful. Um, And I had to learn how to grow and not only to grow into who I was, if that makes sense to y'all. I hope that makes sense to y'all. I personally had to learn how to grow into who I was. And I think that is why for the past, this past 10 years, um, and like I said before, my whole life has been about inner and outer growth like it's all been about spiritual growth and about healing um and so I think that's why God really has set me on this path to help others even though it's something that I was really kind of like eh I don't know about that but um it's something that he has really just pressed me forward and pushed me into because it's is like okay you're gonna do it so instead of fighting why not walk into your purpose and walk into um, what he has for you, because I'm telling you now, if you're resisting what he has for you, you're not going to win. He's going to win. 
he's good you're he's gonna win so it's just easier to say okay god i surrender i'm going to do what you want me to do i'm going to walk this path that you want me to walk because it's just easier to to do that than to keep bumping up against them i'm telling y'all now that that ain't what you want in your life um so, and y'all notice when I get real comfortable with y'all, my grammar slips, I'm Southern, you know, it slips a little bit. So, um, okay, let me get back and put on my professional voice, my semi-professional voice, because this is not my real professional voice. But, um, so anywho, uh, let me get back on track. So in growth, right, um, I had to take a real assessment of who I was. Again, go back to the previous episode, episode 10, when I was talking about the muddy waters of your life and assessing and self-awareness. So in that, um, I had to become intentional about exercising self-awareness and doing the necessary and needed work in order to grow. And so you, at this point, at the end, of the decade is closing out. So I really just want you to sit down and then from a positive perspective, write down over all, all the obstacles that you have overcome, overcome this year or not even this year, this decade. If you can think back, all of the obstacles that you have that you can remember um, and ask God to bring those back to your remembrance. Some of those, um, if they're not damaging, if you're the ones that you have healed from, and even the ones maybe you haven't healed from, because then now self-awareness, it'll bring about self-awareness. And then you can focus on those things and start on the path of healing. Um, but write those things down, write those things down so that you can see, like, I am an overcomer. I did that. God did that. I did that with God's help. Always want to remember that part. Um, when I was sitting there on my steps, though, let me go back to that. And I was journaling again, God brought back to me revelations of um, things that I had gone through, things that I had survived. And I would not only survive those things, but some of those things I just purely just body. Let's just be real. And that's how you have to um, think about it. And being bodying those things, meaning overcoming those things, meaning being a victor over those things doesn't mean that you don't come out again. And I've said this before, meaning you don't come out with scratches and bruises and, and, and bite, not bite marks, y'all. That's a bit much, but scratches and bruises and scars. It's not saying that it's saying you overcame it. You body in my mind. I bodied it. I don't care. I'm not defeated. If I, if I overcame it, I bodied it. I'm not defeated. It didn't, it didn't overtake me. Um, I'm a child of God. And you have to tell yourself that I'm a co-heir with Christ. I'm me. Say your name. Say who God um, called you to be. Tell yourself that when you have those moments, like when you feel like those things are about to overtake you. Um, But God gave me the word that he gave me is reverence. And I had to look that thing up because... I just really wanted to go deeper into what he meant about it. And he was really telling me that I need to get back to a place where um, I have to get back to a place where, or we, we need to get back to a place where we reverence God above all else. And that was, um, that word pierced my heart. Cause I was like, wait, what? When I was like, I knew what reverence meant. But then I was like, okay, once I started going deeper, I was like, wait, but I have a respect for God. Like, like, 
what you trying to say? I don't, I mean, so, but reverence is honor or respect felt or shown. And it's like a profound adoring, awed respect, right? Um, the state of being revered. So the profound adoring is what stood out for me. Because if God is not your priority, if you don't adore, not even just your priority, but if you're just not in purity, there was a time in my life, y'all, where I was just in, oh, I was so in love with God. You couldn't tell me nothing. Whew, you couldn't, and it always felt like I was floating on air, right? If you said, if, if you, if God told, gave me a word and said, Tashana, you could fly. It's nothing y'all would have been able to tell me to say I can't fly. Let me tell y'all something. There would have been nothing. Nobody could have told me nothing. I don't care who who you were. I would never, there was no doubting. There was no, my faith was on like a million. My faith was literally y'all on like a million. And so for me personally, and again, for some of you, that word reverence, we have to get back to a place where we reverence God above all else. Right. A profound adoring. A lot of us get distracted in this life. A lot of us get thrown off track by other things that are meaningless. Yes, we have bills. Yes, we have other things we need to attend to in this life. But God gives us everlasting life. God is our priority. And we need to get back to a place of profound adoring. And so the scriptures that that he gave me when I was researching this are Second Corinthians seven one and First um, Peter three two and Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Um, Hebrews twelve twenty eight is the one that really. I think it was this one the one that really let me so hebrews 12 28 says therefore since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken let us be thankful and so worship god acceptably with reverence and awe um second corinthians 7 1 therefore since we have these promises dear friends let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit perfecting holiness out of reverence for god in first peter 3 2 when they see the purity and reverence of your lives, that was talking about other people. Other people will see God when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. So those scriptures spoke to me. Those scriptures speak um, or deal with reverence in the Bible. But if I were you, those are those were specific ones that were given to me. But um, if I were you, I would pray and ask God. If reverence is something that um, you need to get back to, I would pray and ask God for a revelation. I would pray and ask God for um, guidance and research. Look up some scriptures and study those things. Break down the meanings of those things. Um, because I it literally, I was like profound adoring. But I, I mean, when reverence came up first off and it said honor or respect, I was like, I really was, y'all. I was confused. And God is not the author of confusion, but I was just like, well, I respect you, God. I'm you supposed to fear God. Like I respect God, but it's like, no, little girl, but do you adore me? Like you need to get back to a place of profound adoring. And I understood that immediately um when that 
hit my spirit because I remember again being back in that place where my faith was on a thousand. You couldn't tell me or a million. You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me nothing. I'm telling you, you if if I at that moment believed, hey, if God would have said, come to me, walk on water, I would have been like, okay, do, 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 do. And I would have went skipping across the pool, not looking down, not doubting, not like, oh, well, God didn't tell me this. And no question. Immediately. It would have been no extra. I need signs. It would have been no none of that. I just would have went skipping across. I'm telling y'all. <clears throat> but we have to get to the back to that place of um, profound adoring. We have to get back to that place of real reverence, true reverence, right? Not just this little light thing that we've been doing. And I hate to say just to get by, but just to get by. So after prayer and fasting again, you want to make sure you're asking the Holy Spirit and see, and seeking seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit and see what the Holy Spirit is telling you. For me, um, over this decade, I realized um, that I had a heart to serve. My heart was to serve. Um, I have the heart of a servant. And so that's why I am on this walk, helping others during their life journey, um, speaking life, bringing, helping them um, bring spiritual awareness, true spiritual awareness, Christian spiritual awareness to their lives. Um, so that is my, when I went in during my prayer time, that what that's what was given to me. So the heart to serve, that means a lot to you. What is yours? I'm after prayer and fasting. You go and seek wisdom. You seek guidance. Um, I remember years ago praying, Lord God, I want to be wise. I pray for wisdom, Lord God. I believe it's the the wisdom of Solomon. Um, Lord, I want to be I want to be wise. I want to be wisdom, but know that with great power comes great responsibility. So you have to make sure that everything you're asking and everything you're praying for, not only, I mean, God will strengthen you, but you got to make sure that that's really what you want. And you don't just want it for money. You don't just want it for, I mean, we all, we all need to get paid. You don't just want it for money though. You want it because it's going to elevate his kingdom. It's going to edify his kingdom. Um, That's my purpose. My purpose is I have a heart to serve, but it's a heart to serve for the edification of God's God's kingdom. And so I'm hoping, guys, this makes sense because this is truly a just think out loud moment. I am literally um, just here pouring out to y'all and I'm hoping it's, it's blessing you guys. I'm hoping that it's impacting you guys in a positive way. Um, because, again, there were so much that over this past decade, so many things that I was holding on to and during this last, mm, the last mm, six months, there's been a lot, a lot of self-awareness. And with that self-awareness comes a lot of work. I'm putting in the work, y'all. I'm forcing my clients to put in the work. So we're all human. We're all growing. This life journey never stops. This growth journey never stops. We're all on a path of... um we're all on this life journey. We're all on this path of personal growth and spiritual awareness. So we're greater spiritual awareness. So this growth mind, your growth mindset hopefully has shifted. <laughs> your mindset has shifted over this past decade. The person you were 10 years ago, you should not still be that same person. 
And if you are, then you need to sit down again and seek God and say, hey, where do I need to start? What do I need to change? Tell me where do, where is my starting point? Um, but we always have to make sure that we're being intentional um, about the work and being intentional and being determined because that's the only way that you're going to truly grow. So I hope I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out, y'all. I have poured into you guys. I I have no more to say at this point, and I can't believe it. I always have something to say. Um, but thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for still rocking with me. God is doing amazing things um, in my life, and I know he's going to do amazing thing in, things in yours. 2020 is just the beginning. So we're almost, I won't even say we're almost there because God is pushing us and he's pushing us into, um, and some of us he's pulling y'all He's into where he needs us to be. Again, God is saying, I just need you to shift your mindset, shift your mindset so that I can pull you or push you or guide you into where you need to be, Right. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Just Thinking Out Loud. I am closing out this decade with this awesome, hopefully this message have been, has been impactful for you. Um, I'm going to say it's an awesome message because it's an awesome message. So again, thank you so much for rocking with me. Thank you for hanging in there with me. We're going to get, or we're, I'm going to get more consistent. I'm trying to do better, y'all. In the new decade, I'm going to do better. Um, so you guys are going to be hearing from me more often. I'm trying to um, make sure that um, I just give you guys the most, the purest and best um, content that I can give you. So, and it's all about spiritual growth and personal growth, because again, that's what my life has just been about. That's what my walk has been about. And that's what God has put on my, on my plate. That's what he's given to me. This this is you. This is what you do. So, um, again, it took me many years to say, okay, God, I get it. I, I'll, I'll do it. Because I was real reluctant in the beginning. Not even the beginning. I just was reluctant. I ain't going to do it. Um, but I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And I give all honor to him. And I want to do something that I normally don't do. Um, I'm going to close out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for allowing us not only to see another day, Lord God, but to see another decade, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for covering us. We thank you for covering our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, Lord God, and keeping us in your perfect peace, Lord God. These past 10 years, Lord God, have been, they've been a journey, but some of us, they've been hard. We've lost family members. We've lost material things. And some of us, Lord God, the enemy tried to take our minds, Lord God, but we thank you for stabilizing it. We thank you for stabilizing us, Lord God. And we want to thank you, Lord God, for the awesome and amazing journey that you're about to take us on in 2020, Lord God, and forward, Lord God. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. Your precious son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. I hope this message has been impactful. Blessings to you and yours. Hi 
right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, If you've enjoyed the podcast, go over to Tashana.co so we can stay in touch. On occasion, I send out tips and updates, and I may send out um, event updates as well. So, again, thank you for listening, and make sure you subscribe. Come back soon. Be blessed.